Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Las Blancas Podcast. I'm your host, Yash Thakur, and today we are here to sort of bring you what we promised. We promised you that we would bring you a pod discussing or sort of previewing the Champions League group stage that Real Madrid is into. Uh, We could not bring you the pod for uh, the game that led us here. We could not bring you the second leg of uh, Valerenga because I was sick. And uh, so we are trying to compensate it this way. And I I think it it is better this way because this way... Uh, all the listeners and all the Madridistas uh, can know about our opponents a bit. I'll try my best to bring you some insights on the players to watch out for in, in those teams because, you know, on the surface, it looks like Real Madrid should technically qualify in this group. And I, I would say, yeah, we should uh, probably qualify, but it's going to be trickier than that because there are some challenging sides. And I. It wouldn't surprise me if we miss out narrowly on the qualification because this is not an easy group, uh, you know. Uh, it has it has a very challenging team. It has a team that, uh, you know, probably is always considered among the top teams to sort of compete for the title. It has a team that has uh, gone against the odds and caused two upsets on their way here. And it has a team that has recently been a very solid uh, side in Sweden and has proved their mettle in in the Champions League as well. So, you know, there are no easy fixtures in Champions League anyway, but it's going to be even tougher this time around and it's going to be a proper challenge for us to uh, secure our place in the next round. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a good good test for us to see where we stand among among the top sides in in Europe, and to do all of that, as always, I've got Kanita with me. Kanita, how are you doing? Hello. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, this is one um different part than we usually get to do, but I feel like this group that we drew is um very interesting. I mean, this is the first 
year and we this is our uh, third year that we get to play in Champions League and our first year that we're in pot two. So, I mean, the last two times we were in pot three. So, I mean, we did move up. And, um, but yeah, I mean, we do have some very interesting teams in the group stage. And I, I feel like um, there's too little of a margin here for us to, like, you know, be confident that we can move, um, you know, that we can qualify for uh, the next round easily because, um, well, well, we've seen the mistakes, the kind of mistakes we can do and all. I mean, not to be negative or, you know, I, I hope we do get through and, you know, everything ends up well after this group stage. But, yeah, I mean, it will be... Will certainly be interesting to see and uh, probably stressful, especially with the amount of games we will have in a very short time. So yeah, I mean a little bit um stressed for the period that's about to come, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's always nice to compete against the best teams because in order to become the best, you will have to beat them. That is how you get the bragging rights. And I feel like for everyone looking from the outside to in, Real Madrid is already, you know, one of the sides that is doing very well, uh, apparently, because our league position, our league performance has been good. We have uh, now, as, as Kanita mentioned, this is our third year uh, playing in Champions League. So we... Uh, are slowly becoming that consistent side, consistent fixture in in those uh, list of sides in in the Champions League. So, you know, this is the natural progression. Real Madrid and Champions League go hand in hand on the men's side, and uh, hopefully that legacy continues to grow on the women's side as well. And someday we can we can win win that title. You know, that would be the best thing, best thing ever, uh, probably. So, yeah, talking about the draw, uh, we have drawn, as you would have guessed, we, we have drawn Chelsea, we have drawn Paris FC, and we have drawn BK Haken in, in our group. So, you know, uh, not an easy group. So, we'll, we'll start this part by talking about Chelsea, because they are the sort of elephant in the group. We have to talk about them they they have reached finals they have competed against top sides and given them a run for their money and they are they are a team who have sort of been around the top bracket trying to win the trophy they are at that stage of their development and they have come close but they haven't won it yet uh, are relationship with Chelsea has been pretty interesting we have faced them before in the group stages uh, we have lost to them it's been an interesting sort of um, small little rivalry that is building up you know that Ivana game last season as well it's a uh, it's still fresh in our minds let's say that uh, so this time out, I hope the results are different. But, you know, this year, Chelsea is a different team. They have recently announced that Emma Hayes, their long-time manager, would be leaving them at the end of the season. So, they are 
going through a bit of a change and that change will be heavy coming up next season so there is a bit of uncertainty surrounding the team but i think uh the team is you know strong enough to go through it they they are currently unbeaten in their league they they have been performing really well coming into this fixture on the back of a 3-0 win against everton in in their domestic league and you know when when you speak about chelsea you naturally the big talking point is sam kerr because sam kerr is sam kerr like she is arguably one of the best strikers in the world and at the moment i think it's very hard to find strikers competing with her level of output consistently over over multiple seasons at the moment because <clears throat> you know the top strikers like hegerberg top strikers like uh, midema katoto they have been injured in the past eva payor is the only one uh, you know sort of producing the goods and uh, alexandra pop if you want to consider her as the out and out striker those two players have been consistently putting up numbers along with maybe like lea schuler uh, but yeah sam kerr is up there her numbers are her numbers speak for herself and she is this sort of physical specimen and an aerial beast that can cause us that that can hurt us exactly where we are vulnerable because we don't know how to defend set pieces we don't know how to like clear aerial balls or crosses and sam kerr excels at uh, making the opponents pay via them so and not just sam kerr chelsea also have millie bright who is very good in the air so that is a big big uh, problem area for me that you know even just looking at the basic matchup between the sides this just pops up you know uh, you are always worried about an aerial threat against real madrid because even though we have tall center backs we don't know how to deal with aerial balls in the box and that could be a big problem but let's talk about let's talk about chelsea so in the last two seasons i think they are a side trying to uh trying to find the best way to to play let's say that that way because they have tried with a back three they have tried with a back four a lot of times i feel like back four is their go to back three they come up with back three when they need to or when they are forced to due to injuries and stuff but i think back four is the is the way forward for them and that that is where they are most comfortable so in in, in the back four they've got on on the right back is a player that i am personally very much looking forward to and i think is a player that is going to cause us a lot of problems and a lot of difficulties trying to break them down from that sides and that is France's right back uh, Yves Perisse a very solid player very very solid player she she is one of those players who know who, who can give you that sort of all-round all-round performance on the field she can provide you options moving forwards she is great with the ball just just taking an example of of the game against everton where she attempted over like 120 odd passes with a passing accuracy of over like 80% and stuff she pulled off 13 progressive passes so she is a a very heavily involved player on the right back and recently 
the other full back Niam Charles has been very very good as well on the left back Emma Hayes is responsible for turning her into this sort of a full back proper full back role and she's been very solid in that like she has provided that option for England as well uh, so I feel like these two full backs will be are very tenacious on the ball and against the ball as well and they have they have that quality to you know sort of break defenses and break lines with their passing or carrying uh with with the ball in during the build up or progression phases so i think like those two players are something that we will have to keep an eye on and talking about chelsea i think this summer uh they recruited some really really good players they brought in shok and nuskan from frankfurt one of one of germany's top top talent who can play as the center back and as a midfielder they have tried to employ her in a in a very interesting role where you know she has been given the freedom to move forward to bomb forward that has seen her already score a hat trick for the side which you know you don't normally associate with somebody with with a player like nuskin because she's usually involved in the deeper phases of play but here she has been given a different role and allowed that and allowing her to blossom in that way and they also got in katarina macario now macario is still uh, not <coughs> a major part of the involvements she still she still needs needs time but we all saw what she can do in that final against barcelona that leon won and she she is this sort of player that can that can definitely win you games uh, on her own she she is the sort of player that can change games uh, or impact games uh, on her own so you know those two big names came in apart from that if you are just looking at their squad you cannot ignore the fact that there's Fran Kirby there you know, Fran Kirby is one of the best creative players in, in the world when she is fit. Uh, she has had her fair share of injury struggles and struggles with her fitness. But I feel like whenever Fran Kirby plays, Fran Kirby wins you games. So, you know, a lot of game changes. That is what I'm trying to make a point for. We haven't even spoken about Guru Raiten or Erin Cuthbert, who, who are two players in their own right who are... Uh, probably in the top three players in their in their position and yeah so you know that is going to be a very tough game and we are up against Chelsea in our first group stage game so you know good luck for that I guess uh, we we ourselves are coming into this on the back of a of a big win against Real Sociedad but it's going to be tough it's going to be tougher than Real Sociedad they will make things harder for us and they have a lot of lot of quality right from you know goalkeeping position where they have burger where they have you know they have really good players in defense as well they have Millie Bright they have Eve Perisay they have Niam Charles so that's defense sorted for them they have great midfielders in Erin Cuthbert in Shok and Nuskan and Jesse Fleming Sophie Ingle you know all, all players who are internationals in in their uh who, who are capped players for their national sides as well uh, and not just capped but have 
played multiple multiple games for for their national teams have performed at the big stages are used to the big stages and then in attack you have got players like sam kerr frank kirby guru right and you know it's it's a it's a tough one uh and yeah i think that is uh what i would say uh about chelsea they they have been very dominant domestically winning all winning the league for the last four seasons i think uh, uh yeah uh i think i think that is what i would like to say about chelsea they are a tough one they are a tough nut to crack and especially given the quality of the players that they have even if they are having a bad day you know they can sort of grind out results just like we used to do with with uh we are at times we used to play bad but we used to run away with the results and that can happen with chelsea because they've got the players you know who can get a chance and they can make you pay players like frank kirby players like sam kerr and they have players who can absolutely boss you in midfield as well like erin cuthbert and shokanuskan so you know it's going to be tough <laughs> not going to lie about that but yeah kanita do you uh what do you think of chelsea i I, I think it's fair to say they are our biggest challenge in the group. And any other pointers you have to add about about them or any specific players that you think will be the game changer against Real Madrid, uh, against Real Madrid in this in this tie that we are going to come up against in in the Champions League? Yeah, I mean, I I think that we are like following a pattern here. Like, uh, who do we get in the group stage? I mean, first season was uh, PSG and then second season was PSG and Chelsea and now we have Chelsea so it's like you know each um like each each of these like big teams we have to like face two times in a row or something I don't know so you know uh for us it's uh now it's turn for Chelsea you know we had them last season as well and it was a very um very interesting draw. I mean, yeah, you said it like they um they have a little bit of a different team and uh they lost, I mean, um Ericsson and Harder left Chelsea, so yeah, it's different. I mean we didn't even face Harder, so yeah. But um yeah, just I think like when I think of you know, Chelsea when I think of our games against Chelsea, I mostly think of uh, Cuthbert and Lauren James, to be honest. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, I will definitely keep an eye on them uh, in our two games against them. And I hope uh, that it will be the same with our staff and with our players, you know. Uh, so, yeah. But um, we also did have some tendencies to you know start some um well interesting formations against them like you know the thing we did without uh, right back putting the uh, ivana on right back as you mentioned so yeah like um any of these like things that um makes us like mistake prone just like in one detail you know of the match can make us lose the match uh, easily, even though you know the rest of the match, um, we do well against them and put up a great fight and maybe even dominate against them. Uh, it's a big possibility, 
but um you know these like one second mistakes or something you know that we are very prone to uh can really cost us the game can really cost us uh you know the qualification for the next round and i mean that happened last season and um yeah chelsea is a very tricky side uh you already um described like in details about them um and their formation and their, how they play but yeah it, they're they're very tricky side i um i think they're like the biggest challenge uh probably yeah the biggest challenge in this group even though I still said it's a small margin, uh, so I wouldn't really take anything uh, from any of the others that we're getting. Just, um... but yeah, definitely Chelsea. If we beat like Chelsea, uh, I think it will give us a huge push forward. Like, you know, like a wind in the back to you know give us confidence and all. And I also checked uh, the calendars and like, uh, well, I just wanted to compare the well let's say the weight on each team when it comes to calendars and it's pretty like equal because in both periods that we face each other um we both have like four games in like uh, 12 11 days uh in both times like uh, in this short period it's coming up and uh, a last period of the group stage when we face them again uh, we have this tough period, uh, concise period in uh, with two league games, two Champions League games, and those uh, two league games are also very tough for both teams. So yeah, the heaviness of each team's uh, calendar is also like they're in balance. So I I don't know. Like uh, I just wanted to see if any team has a slight advantage when it comes to you know that calendar, but. Uh, we're the both teams are obviously in a very similar situation, so there's that. I mean, anything can happen at this point. Um, so yeah, I I think this is pretty much it. Yeah, and when you mentioned Lauren James, I realized I didn't even mention her. So you know, <laughs> there's Lauren James as well, who is an excellent ball carrier, is an excellent dribbler, and whoever she is coming up against will need to be on their best game to defend against her because she is that problematic. She can absolutely wreak havoc, uh, wreak havoc in, against any defense, basically. She can carry the ball and break lines with her ball carries her. It's almost impossible to take the ball off of her when she is on her song. So, yeah, I mean, it is a very, <laughs> very tricky terrain against them uh last year there were some complaints about their play style because it always looked like they are resorting to you know sort of lumping the ball long for for sam kerr uh, and she'll make something happen uh off of it or you know guru right and coming clutch in big moments but i think uh i think those problems were were valid but i think they they can look past them i think they they are a they are a team that can cause a lot of problems just by the sheer amount of talent that they have even if they are playing ugly and i think that can be a difference maker in these sort of scenarios so yeah 
hopefully we don't get to see Ivana at right back again. Uh, that would bring back some very bad memories. So hopefully that does not happen. Apart from that, it's going to be a tough game. Yeah, that is the bottom line. Moving on, let's let's talk about the the giant killer sort of in this Champions League season. We haven't even begun with the group stages and we have a team coming in with a reputation of being a giant killer and I think it's fair to say that because this is a side that has that has beaten the runners the runners up of last season that that has beaten semi-finalists of last season in their way to get here and they haven't just beaten the uh, runners up over one leg you know where anything goes they beat them over two over two legs and this is a this is a team that their own journey in the last three four seasons has been pretty amazing so I'm talking about Paris FC. Paris FC obviously beat Arsenal in the qualifiers first round. Then they were pitted against Wolfsburg and they managed to get out of that as well. And it was some game that Wolfsburg won. You know, <laughs> Paris FC are a, are a sort of a side where they like to defend well, but they have some really 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 good attackers very effective attackers who if they get a chance they'll you know just punish you uh and make you pay in in just that instance so against wolfsburg the first leg ended in a 3-3 draw the second one they managed to win 2-0 and in both of those games their possession was not much they let wolfsburg have the ball so they're comfortable doing that they had they had 33% possession in the first leg against Wolfsburg. In the second leg, they had slightly more. They had 48% possession, but still, like the majority share of the ball always rested with the opponents. And that is largely a theme when they are playing against, you know, big opponents. Now they are they they have gained that confidence and they try to impose themselves uh, on a, on a lot of games. If you look at if you look at the D1 games of theirs. They try to go toe-to-toe uh, -to -toe against all the opponents. Like recently, they, they might have lost 6-1 against Lyon. But in that game, the possession share was fairly balanced. Both teams had 50% possession. So, you know, they are a side that are on the up. And I say this because I am a big fan of their manager, uh, Sandrine Souveran. I think uh, uh, an absolute legend in French football. Mm. Uh, and has slowly taken Paris FC to new heights that you know we can see now. They used to be a side that used to uh, fight for fourth or fifth place, but now they are firmly into the top three alongside Lyon, PSG, and Paris FC. These three sides are the ones that uh, are constantly competing now for the last couple of seasons, and I think that is to make a side that does not have so many big names per se to make them this consistent table uh, table top three team in, in a league uh, I think that says a lot and to do that on a consistent basis as well is, is very very uh, is very very impressive and I think that 
that just goes on to show as well what we saw in the in the playoffs uh, against Arsenal and Wolfsburg as well. So you know they have they have already made a big statement with those wins and to talk about them in in terms of you know tactics and what type of football that they play let's let's do that as well you know let's let me give you a sort of a a sneak peek into what they try to do and what they are good at so i i know a lot of the listeners would have watched the world cup so i'll start with the with with goal i think everyone remembers uh enandozi's performances at the world cup i think she was easily in my opinion one of the best goalkeepers probably the best goalkeeper at the world cup uh she played for nigeria she's a nigerian goalkeeper and she was very very impressive be it penalties be it saves in one v one situation and she plays for paris fc even last season in the league she was one of the top two goalkeepers in my opinion in the league that itself having a very very good goalkeeper you know who can save you goals who can save you matches and win you matches that itself is a big positive in in these sort of games and they have that if you move forwards they have their core or their main two pillars is gate and thini who is like 100 years old i don't know how she is doing what she is doing but she is mighty impressive like she used at one point i used to think okay this is it for thini now there is no way thini is going to you know continue to be effective because she looked like she is at the end of her career but this sort of fountain of youth or whatever that she has found has resulted in her being arguably their best player i would say because that is how good she has been at 37 years old she has been their probably two one of the two best players and i wouldn't say she is number 2 even you know the other player that i think this team is built around is in my opinion it's clara mateo clara mateo's rise has also been really really good uh, she made to the french national team she has been very effective at creating chances very creative player uh, has that sense of uh, you know what spaces to occupy she'll come inside she'll occupy those half spaces she'll uh play those decisive balls in the final third and these two players are basically responsible for a lot of the creativity that we see uh or the chance creation that we see from Paris FC apart from these two i think the player that people should be looking paying attention to one of them is Mathilde Bordou i think this striker is is sort of very underrated i think she is very very effective when it comes to in box situations she will get one chance and she will score that is why it uh, like paris fc don't have to always create a plethora of chances to you know sort of uh, get ahead in the game they'll create one and bodu will make you pay uh, works hard against the ball as well and another player that i think is on the up and i think 
a lot of the fans will will pay attention to and a lot of the fans will enjoy watching is Julie Dufour. I think this 22-year-old youngster who plays wide, who plays, uh, who can come in centrally and have an impact, she's having a really, really good season so far. Even against Wolfsburg, I think she was directly responsible uh, for a couple of their goals. This season so far, Dufour has managed four goals and three assists in seven appearances. And that should tell you everything. Uh, those four goals have come from just 1.3 non-penalty XG. So, you know, she is she is outperforming it. But when you watch her play, when you watch her do those things, you see a player that is pretty good against the ball as well. Like, she'll give you the defensive stuff. And she'll give you the goals as well. And this this is already her best season in the, in the league she has been playing in the league for a for a while now uh, it's not like she is young and she's new to the league but her seven goal returns already is her best return and none of them are none of them are penalties you know that is what i i've been trying to focus on before this she had never scored more than two goals in a league season she already has four so she has doubled it before this, her highest tally of assist in a single season was uh, was five, which was which came uh, last season when she was when she was at Bordeaux. This is her first season in Paris FC, by the way, and she is already on three. So, coupled with Matilde up front and Dufour and Thini and Clara Matteo. They have a very good front four, front five players who can, who will give you the defensive work while also being a problem for your defense. So I think these four players along with Enandosi, I think Enandosi will probably make a couple of noteworthy saves. So she'll always be in, in that limelight. And yeah, I think these four or five players are, are players who, we will probably talk about when we face Paris FC in that post-game pod. I think these players will definitely be in the in the limelight. And I think listeners should definitely pay attention to Julie Dufour because I think she is she is good. I think she is good. Uh, yeah. Karita, do you have anything to add on them uh, based on what you saw against Wolfsburg or anything that you, you have come across that you were impressed by with, with Paris FC? Yeah, I mean, I don't, uh, I didn't really watch those games like, uh, with you know, concentration, <laughs> but I did, uh, see them and I, I don't know. I mean, um, from what I've seen, at least, uh, um, you can see like in the like further line down the match, you can, you know. You, you can like take advantage of that like uh, as uh, further down the game we are um i it's like they lose focus or something at, at least like in these like well, at least in um the arsenal game because it was a massive game i mean they went to penalties in the end uh so yeah i mean arsenal basically tied uh twice to them uh, in that game, uh, very very late in the at the time and very very late uh, in the 
well, extra time, I think in the last like four something minutes. And yeah, I mean, I don't know anything else about them. It's just that, um, yeah, that, I mean, we could maybe exploit them if uh, the rest of the match doesn't go well, you know, if we don't start off well. Uh, it's just uh, important to keep the pace, do not um, exhaust ourselves. Uh, so we can take advantage of the like um, the end of the match or something. So yeah, uh, I might be wrong. Maybe that um, game was you know an exception or something. But yeah, just my observation. And yeah, I mean they they did beat both Arsenal and Wolfsburg, and I mean they've been a hot topic during these qualifiers for the Champions League group stages uh, this season. And it's definitely a team to watch out for. I mean, just the fact that I don't know much about them. Um, yeah, it doesn't mean I'm not scared, you know, of the uh, games against them. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. And I hope we don't do something dumb. So, yeah. Yeah, there the thing that you said about lapse of concentration and think the thing i i think where we have an advantage over paris fc is that their core is slightly older so i think the problem is they they sort of like after mid-season or something they start to get a bit leggy they start to they still keep finding ways but they start to get a bit leggy they're they're core starts to get a bit leggy and that is where you know even as the game goes on in the final five ten minutes they 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 open up spaces where we can exploit them and i think that is where we might have an edge also one thing that i i need to mention and it's just an interesting tidbit they have a chelsea player in their squad they have <laughs> they have also abdulina uh, who is the left back, sort of a left wing back, can play in that position. Uh, who is pretty good, in my opinion. I think she should have gotten chance, chances at Chelsea. She did not. Uh, she, she's still on loan. But, you know, we'll get to face her probably. Uh, so, yeah. Paris FC is... I think results against Paris FC will... I mean, results against all the sides will be important. But Paris FC will help us... Uh, get a good hang of you know where we are because irrespective of who they beat to come here I think Paris FC is a very solid side and I am pretty happy because Sandrine deserves this stage uh, Subairan has been doing it for 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 four or five years now where she has improved the squad where she has consistently managed to find solutions and has brought the best out of you know all players you would think are close to retirement but they are bossing the midfield like gate and Thini. gate and Thini is the biggest example i can i can think of who to me seem like she she's well past uh doing anything uh tangible or differential on the pitch and now she is the biggest difference maker for paris fc so you know credit to Suberan and the way she has managed to revive uh players like that and give a a new light or a bring, bring a new spotlight on players like Clara Matteo who are solid but you know they needed a specific role they needed a specific system to blossom so yeah big big fan of Sandrine Subeiran 
if you want to know more about them i think let me just tell you they play a 433 uh, or a 4-2-3-1 largely and yeah they they like to control the ball they have good players uh, who are pretty effective in the final third they are not a side that will you know dominate you with the ball a lot of the times uh, they are happy going without the ball uh, they are not a side that will push very high up and play with a very high line uh, either they they play in a mid block system so yeah and pay attention to those four or five players that we we have mentioned so yeah moving on we have we have a side that that is an interesting team and that has been that has been here for for the last for the last couple of seasons they have been sort of a mainstay from uh, from sweden as as the team in the champions league this year they missed out on the league by just one goal difference hammerby and i'm pretty happy because you know kaira kunikras played for hammerby and there was also Micah Hamano who played for Hammerby. Uh, Yona Anderson played for Hammerby, plays for Hammerby still. So, you know, Hammerby, uh, I followed them since uh, Cooney Cross joined them last year. And I'm pretty happy for them. <laughs> but yeah, BK Hacken came really, really close. They were tied on points on the final match day on 59. But uh, Hammerby had a better goal differential by just one. And they won their first uh, league title in, I think, 35 years, sort of, 35, 38 years. Uh, recently, they also won their first trophy, which was a cup, uh, you know. So, Hammerby is on the on the up in Sweden, and probably we'll get to see them next next year. But this season, Haken is the one. And <coughs> last year... They were in a group with Lyon, Bayern Munich, and Benfica. And in some of those games, I think they did show what they could do. You know, I think they gave a good account of themselves when they, when they first, you know, if, if I don't know if anyone remembers this, but I think in 2019-20 season, they faced uh, Bayern Munich when you know when there was no this group stage or every every stage was a knockout, and they faced Bayern Munich, and they beat them in the first leg, and everyone was like, okay, BK Haken are the side, like BK Haken uh, are the team that uh, everybody is going to they are going to cause problems. They are sort of this uh, this team that can come that is coming out of. Uh, out of Sweden and it is really really good and I think that is true I think it's true uh, but you know not to not to that extent they they are a good side uh, as you would be as would be clear given their uh, given their record and their consistent presence in the in the Champions League I think that was also I'm not sure, but I think that was a time when um, Stina Blackstenius, who is not Arsenal, also played for uh, BK Haken because that is where she made a name for herself. But yeah, so they have they have gotten here after beating Twente over two legs. 
a pretty comfortable win i would say for them and you know you would expect that from from a team that is that has won the league in the in recent time that has <coughs> won the won the cups as well in in the recent times and you know has players like Ellen Rubenson who had a brilliant world cup who had a sort of a we cannot say breakout because she's not young she is uh she's what 26 30 uh, uh, around that in the in the later 20s or 30s uh, i think but she's a very very solid midfielder and uh, you know she plays for she plays for Haken. there's also anna anvegard who played for everton uh, before and who who is touted as one of the more talented strikers to come out of Sweden. She did not find her footing at, at Everton because uh, she she was a bit homesick. She could not settle in Everton, but I think she is finding her footing slowly back again uh, at Haken. There's Hannah Wick, who is a young midfielder, again, very, very good player. And there are some other names that, you know, people might might have heard of or you know have come across like steen larson is there uh there's also avi luik the australian center back uh you know so we have some some really good players in this and this is an this is an interesting side for uh for many reasons for me because because basically of the way they play and you know despite not having sort of the biggest biggest names they always find a way to push push the opponent to their edges. Uh, that is what I very fondly remember from, from their last uh, season's run in the Champions League where they took the game to uh, Bayern Munich, they took the game a bit to Lyon and they they managed to win against Benfica as well. So, you know, in in each of those games at, at certain phases of play, it seemed like they were the better side. But they could not see it throughout the 90 and that is the problem that is the problem that they cannot sustain their uh good play uh because at some point the opponent's quality or you know something will break them and that is where things go bad for them but i think they are a, they are a solid side who play again in a in a 4-2-3-1 with ellen rubinson in the in the midfield along with along with q mark or uh, maybe bergman london you know some some really good players and and the line is obviously led by uh anna anvegord who again i think anna anvegord will cause us problem because she is the sort of striker who will pounce on any loose balls in the ball in in the box you give her one chance and in the box if there's anything loose she'll be the first to react and not not the not the tallest of striker not really a big aerial threat but she always knows where the goal is so you know she can take a shot from tight angles she can take a shot first time she can take a shot on the volley and her movements to generate that sort of tiny space to get the shot off is really really impressive and i think uh she has been in 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 good touch recently she is ex getting back to her her form that you know made her made her famous and made everton take that risk upon her she finished the last season with with 10 league goals and three assists in in 25 appearances which is which is very good uh so yeah i think i think uh anna and will be 
a key player and Rubenson will be someone who will try to boss our midfield. She is a player who can recover the ball for you. She is a player who can control the tempo most importantly because she she'll be everywhere. I remember uh, I remember during the World Cup and I think uh, many listeners who watched the World Cup would also remember she was the biggest story from from Sweden you know everyone was like oh it, it almost feels like Rubenson there's there's multiple Rubensons playing on the field because she covers that much ground and that is what made Sweden a better side uh, or managed how Sweden managed to get results against the better opponents because they had a player with with multiple lungs who can cover who can cover so much ground who can recover the ball from any position with her positioning with her tactically smart positioning with her tenacious efforts against the ball uh, you know so yeah i think these two players are something that one should be paying attention to and if you need a young player that you have to keep an eye on your you know you have that you have that uh, how do you say that intrigue about knowing about young players i think one young player that is really good coming out of uh, sweden is hana wick uh, pretty pretty good she can cut in the ball she can score a long ranger i think she is one that you can keep an eye on uh, even in the future i think she is one of the better talents coming out of sweden so yeah i think those three players are are somebody who we can all focus on in, in our fixture. And I think this is this is a fixture that Real Madrid should try to dominate uh, as much as possible, try to gain the upper hand. And yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, it won't be easy. Obviously, it's not as straightforward because as I mentioned, they, this, is, this is a side that has taken the game to Bayern Munich, taken the game to Lyon and in certain moments uh, during during the 90 minutes. And they can do that against us for, for a longer stretch as well because now they have experience. They have gone through a grueling league season already. So, yeah, I think it's it's going to be a tricky one against them. And if we if we slack off, they can make us pay via, via Anna and Vigod. So, yeah. Anything you would like to add to this, Kanita, or any, uh, any thoughts on the players that I mentioned? You know, I know you followed the World Cup, so do you have anything to say about Rubenson or anyone? You can do that, or we can wrap this up. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, here's the thing. I don't really have anything to add on this, but, you know, out of everyone in the group, they're the only ones, you know, who finished the league, and if I'm not mistaken... It starts again like March or something. So, I mean, yeah, their calendar is pretty free now. So I just wanted to add that little thing. I don't know uh, much about hacking anyway. So uh, I wouldn't be much of a, you know, use in there. So, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, each of these teams have like a very tight schedule. I said about Chelsea. I said about us. The same thing about uh, Paris FC. They also have a tight schedule. But, you know. Akin has like Champions League, so yeah, um, there they'll be um, you know, a bit more free. Maybe might be a good thing for them, might be a bad thing for them because of the you know form. So yeah, uh, but I don't know much about them. But yeah, I I won't be 
adding anything on because I really don't I have anything else. Okay, so that is about it. We covered all three teams. We thought it would be a smaller part, but it wasn't. So yeah, but I think it's it gives you a pretty good outlook on the on the teams. And we begin our campaign against Chelsea on on the fifteenth in Europe, sixteenth in India. Uh, but yeah, so looking forward to it. It's going to be a, a really big test for us. We failed our big one against Levante already. Let's see how we fare against Chelsea. You know, last season we took the game to them. We lost in the final moments. Um, but yeah, that was down to some really terrible lineup selection. And I hope that does not happen this time. So fingers crossed, touch wood, we managed to, you know, get something from, from those games. Because after that, we'll be facing Barcelona. So very, very tough games uh, coming up. Yeah, and until until then, we'll bring you the post-game part for Chelsea. This is just a small preview of the group stages. So, yeah. Until next time, I guess, Ala Madrid. Ala Madrid. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.